Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for I Protect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? You had some bass in that one. I did. I it was did. like coming from here. I love soul. It. I love it. I love it. I'm excited to be here, guys. I am in Mobile, Alabama. It is 472 degrees outside. Decided to stay at the beach this week for our batch filing of our podcast, and I am super excited about today's episode, guys. We get more comments, more people asking us about they are starved for information related to financial services, life insurance sales, annuities, anything that we can talk about. We get so many agents, both captive and independent, that are starving for this information. We really ought to do one every freaking week, but we don't. So we are lucky today, guys. We have got a guest in studio with us, and I'm about to introduce him. But before I do, our mission on this podcast is to help insurance agents around the world run their business better, make more money, be more successful, have more relationships with their clients, and to just be a better insurance agency. The end. That's it. That's our only mission. With that said, I want to introduce our very special guest today, guys. He was born, bred, and lives in Mobile, Alabama. He has a beautiful wife named Casey, and they have four, count them, four beautiful babies. John, Jackson, Catherine, and Jacqueline. I am looking at a picture of them right now as we speak. I am even more excited about the fact that I currently have sitting beside me a fellow Birmingham Southern graduate from Birmingham Southern College, and 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 I think he and, and I, I didn't would, even know what that was five and, minutes ago. And Bradley did not even know that the best school academically in the state of Alabama was Birmingham Southern College. But that's okay. We can talk about that later. Guys, he has been in the financial services arena for 20 years. He is the regional director for First Protective, which is a brokerage general agency and wholly owned subsidiary of Protective Life. Now, when I just said that, there's about 100,000 insurance agents in the life and financial services business that just got really excited because they know what we're about to talk about. He is currently the president in the state of Alabama for NAFA. We're going to talk about that for a little while and what that acronym means. And he is basically somebody that we needed to have on the podcast today to talk about life, financial services, all things financial services. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the other incomparable Mr. Jay Stubbs. How are you, Jay? We're doing good, fellas. Good to be with you. Man, I am fired up to have a fellow Birmingham Southern Go alumni. Panthers. That's it. Go Panthers. <laughs> Go Panthers. So, so Jay, let's... I figured Birmingham Southern would be like the steel drivers or something like that. Uh, No, no, we're the Panthers. We're the Panthers. But I always enjoy being around a fellow Birmingham Southern alumni. Well, it's good to be with you, too. Yeah. I, I figured that system out. Three and a half years. You remember that interim system they had? You could... You could take one course in right. that month of January. Well, I figured that one out. I also figured out that you could uh, you could get class credit if you were a teacher's assistant. 
Wow. And so they gave you four electives. It was a semester system. Four electives equal a semester. So right. I took four teacher's assistants elect, uh, and got those <laughs> knocked out and finished three and a half years, not four. And to, to give our audience just an idea of how much smarter Jay is than I am, he finished Birmingham Southern in three and a half years. It took me three years to finish Birmingham Southern and graduate after I had been to junior college for two years. So you guys wrap your wrap your head around that. Three and a half versus five years to graduate. So uh, I think that says a lot about you right there, com- compared, comparatively speaking to somebody who barely scratched the ninth grade. Jay, I have you here today. Bradley and I wanted you to come in, and I want to talk about financial services today. Let me lead the gate here, out of the gate, talking about NAFA. Talk a little bit about who they are, your relationship in terms of being the president of NAFA in the state of Alabama, and and talk a little bit about that first. So the day that I moved back home to Mobile, there was an agent here in Mobile with New York Life named Freddie Carina. He called me and said, when are you joining NAFA? Mm. (laughs) So uh, I I joined. No pressure. No no pressure. (laughs) NAFA is part of NAFA National. So Mm -hmm. NAFA Alabama is part of Nation National. We're the oldest and the largest insurance and financial services association in the in the country. Mm-hmm. We're the only organization in the state uh, and around the country that serves and represents insurance uh, agents, financial services professionals, regardless of the product you sell or the clients you serve. Mm-hmm. We do it in a in an advocacy way. They have a PAC political action committee called IFA PAC. It is the largest insurance pack in the country. So when you hear things that some of your agents listening may know about, fiduciary responsibility, fiduciary regulations, uh, the Department of Labor, NAFA is the one that's going in there and, and fighting the good fight, representing the agent and their business and their agency to make sure that we don't have too much compliance to jump through. So NAFA is a, we've got hundreds of members around the state we host events around the state and all the major metropolitan areas. And, of course, they have, they have a lot of online learning. But NAFA, National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors, uh, there's a chapter in every state. Right. And we're the Alabama chapter, and I serve as the president. And I'll finish that up at the end of this year, 2019. How, 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 what is your membership like here in the state of Alabama? How many members do you have? Ten years ago, we were – Close to thousands of, you know, over a thousand members. Today we're in under 300. Wow. Now that's because you've had a lot of turnover and change in the financial services industry. Gone are the days of 10 different companies in every town recruiting Mm -hmm. until they couldn't recruit anymore new agents. A couple of them still do. Very respected companies. New York Life, Principal, The Guardian. Those companies still go out and recruit. Uh, We just don't have as much buy-in as we used to Mm -hmm. to get the agency managers to say, hey, when are you going to join NAFA? And just the nature of the industry, too. There tends to be, you know, Cody Askins, our friend, runs the 8% Nation Conference. Scott and I are speaking there next week. And the the moniker behind that is 8% is the, the success rate in the industry, and they want to change that. So that's that's Yeah, the industry changing, well. you, you, there's a lot more places, associations that somebody can can hitch their wagon to. Mm-hmm. Um, NAFA used to be the only one. Mm-hmm. Well, now there's nine other affiliated associations. So it's fragmented. It is fragmented, yeah. but NAFA still stands strong, still the largest political advocacy group, and still the, the only 
association around mm-hmm. that, that is representative of regardless of the product you sell uh, or the client you serve. So the PNC agency that's got a financial services professional inside of that agency that's going out and talking life, disability, long-term care, annuities, investments, that person needs to be a member of NAFA mm-hmm. so they can keep up their education uh, and they can hitch their wagon to that advocacy and, effort. And, and not only that, let's just say you join and don't participate just to help the organization out because they advocate so much in the political realm. Even if you don't get the education, just to put your money to something that's a good cause, you know? Absolutely. I mean, mean, every medical professional we know belongs to the American Medical Association. Uh, you know, yeah. it, they, they pay their dues. It doesn't mean they go to the conference every right, year. It doesn't right. mean they go to the meetings or they participate in all the benefit packages they give them, but they're supporting their industry, professional industry association. Same thing with CPAs, same thing with the bar association, right. same thing with the independent agents, the big eye here right. in Alabama. Well, shoot financial services. You're in that market. You're an agent. You're a professional. NAFA. Right. You need to be thinking about that. But the big thing I want to convey, too, though, is you just don't have to be in the financial services realm. A PNC agent can join and participate, correct? That's right. It, as long as they're a life insurance licensed or a FINRA licensed mm-hmm. FINRA, which is our regulatory body for the securities, uh, right. security side, Series 6, Series 7 licenses, if you've got those two or a combination thereof, you're, you want to be a dues-paying member of NAFA. Mm. So, so I'm going to change gears on you guys for just a moment. My goal for 2019 is to give our agents actionable steps in every podcast. The podcast stops. They can get off the podcast and they can go out into the big bad world and take action, take action to increase revenue, to increase sales, to do better with their particular financial services or PNC agency. So I'm about to get in your wheelhouse for just a second. I want to talk about how, we emotionally reach prospects. I loved your bio. I read your bio and I want you to give our agents out there, our our financial services guys that are struggling, that are having a hard time. Maybe they just got started with MetLife or Northwestern Mutual or whoever. They're having a hard time out there. Talk a little bit about your expertise and thoughts on building that emotional connection with your clients. Life insurance Disability insurance, long-term care insurance, all of it. But more importantly, life insurance is an emotional sale. Right. Very free, infrequently does somebody knock on Scott or Bradley's door saying, hey, can I get some of that life insurance today? <laughs> Unless they just find out they've got stage four cancer and they need <laughs> yeah. a life policy. So in order to, to bring it to an emotional level to where they are understanding, okay, this is important to my family. Right. This is important to my business. Uh, people purchase insurance to protect the things and the people that they love. Absolutely. So early on in my career, I was coached to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Now, those of you listening, you have a story like this. It might not be personal. Right. It might be you know your next door neighbor, or it might be a cousin around another part of the country. In 1981, John Stubbs Sr. and Jackie Stubbs were coming home from a University of Southern Mississippi football game from Hattiesburg, Mississippi back down to Mobile. I was at home with my grandmother. How old were you? I was four. This was on Tulane Highway 98. Southern Miss had just defeated Tulane. Everybody from Mobile that traveled up to Hattiesburg would would take that trip back home. Either they'd spend the night and come home on a Sunday morning, or they'd take the trip back home. Well, my dad said, hey, we're going to go home and rescue Jay from his grandmother, and we're going to go to church on Sunday. Now, now let, me, let me stop you right there. 
Is this when Brett Favre was playing quarterback? No, no. Okay. Hanford Dixon was playing okay. playing up there, and he played for the Cleveland Browns. I this was you. pre-Brett Favre. Okay. Reggie Collier, who's still involved with that football program, was was up there. And the reason I know those two guys is my dad recruited them. He was right. a business school recruiter for the football team. Okay. He would go and say, hey, guys, we want you to come play football up here, and we want you to go in the business school. So they get in the car. My dad was an employee of, of Exxon. Uh, he was the regional director of Exxon. Oddly enough, the same geographic territory that I cover, wow. the same title that I have, regional wow. director for First Protective, regional director Exxon. So they're in the car, riding through New Augusta, Mississippi. And there's a drunk driver coming on 98 uh, North, enters into my father's lane. And my father, my, my mom, my sister, Melissa, my sister's best friend, Jessica, they were struck head on by a drunk driver in New Augusta, Mississippi. My father had actually no physical injuries on the outside. It was the steering wheel impact. And he took a life flight helicopter flight to Forest General Hospital in Hattiesburg. My mom, my sister, and my sister's friend were ambulanced to Forest General in Hattiesburg. Uh, my father, John Stubbs Sr., lost his life on the uh, life flight helicopter flight back to the hospital. Mm. So my mom, Jackie, widowed at 36, leaving a 14-year-old daughter who has now just lost her best friend in the world. You think about daddies and daughters. Mm. And a four-year-old son. It's a story that um, I don't want anybody to say, oh, my gosh, what a terrible – well, I tell that story when I first meet people, mm -hmm. and I'll tell it to an agent or a financial service professional. If you want to make an emotional connection with somebody, mm -hmm. take a couple of minutes on the front end, get to know them a little bit, but then say, let me tell you what I do and why I do it. Mm -hmm. Now, there was an agent named Lloyd Bryan that served my mom and dad and sold them life insurance in mm -hmm. the 70s. Mm -hmm. Lloyd's no longer with us, but my mom and dad bought life insurance from Lloyd. Mm -hmm. And when my father passed away, my mom at 36, she was able to have life insurance proceeds coming in, income mm -hmm. tax-free. Both my sister and I finished our education at St. Paul's Episcopal School here in Mobile. We both had money set aside to go to college. I had a little bit more than my sister did. I uh, had an extra 10 years of growth on mm -hmm. that money. And I grew up with a profound respect for the insurance business, the mm -hmm. insurance industry. Mm -hmm. I get to Birmingham Southern, and I get offered an internship with a financial planning firm, Bill Dowell with Vision Financial Group. And he says, come in, and, and, and we want you to be an intern. Right. And I told him my story, and he said, holy cow, you got something you can right. tell. Right. And that's, that's magical in this business right. if you have a passion for it. Right. Then I met Andy Martin with First Protective, the former president. Uh, that was my second internship, and then I, I started full-time February 1st, 1999. been mm -hmm. doing it for 20 years. Wow. Okay. And now that means I tell that story to everybody new that I meet. Sure. Absolutely. So an actionable item. Right. Get a story to tell. Right. Whether it's your own family uh, or loss that you know about with a neighbor, if it's a disability income situation, have a story to tell about mm -hmm. somebody that received that paycheck in their mailbox and still was able to pay the bills, even though they were long-term disabled. If it's a long-term care, and guys, this is big now. Mm. If it's a long-term care situation, there are solutions out there that clients can have and, and implement in their overall plan that's going to pay those bills mm -hmm. when they cannot do two of six activities of daily living. Right. And you think about it, we're getting older in this country and by God, we're, we're surviving the, the widow maker that used right. to kill us. Right. We're now up on our feet working. Medical technology's got us back on our feet, but we might need care at home or we might need care in an assisted living facility. And there are products that help us 
pay that bill. And that's the long-term care insurance. So all three of those risk management components have a story to tell, Mm -hmm. make an emotional connection. You will find yourself not having to sell that person Mm -hmm. across the table or on the phone. Mm -hmm. They are now going to be engaged with you, understanding that you are bringing more to them than just a product. You're bringing to them a concept and something that's going to protect what they love, uh, the people and the things that they love. And and the longer you're in this business, you're going to get stories. You may have to use some in the beginning, but eventually you're going to have some of your own. And you got to write them out. I was trained to write mine out for a year and practice it over and over and over again to where I could tell that story in my sleep. Wow. When you go out after 20 years of doing this, when you go out and meet with families or when you did go out and meet with families uh, and talk to them about their their life insurance and, and their overall plan, um, did you find that the husband or the wife or both typically made that decision? How did you approach that? So I was also trained early on that a, a household plan needs to have household decision-making. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very often you would want to have the female spouse in the room. Right. Because life insurance, protection, protect my kids, protect our way of life, mm-hmm. that's a mama sale. Right. right. It's always going to be a mama sale. However, if you've got a, a husband in the room that right. is understanding, maybe has a story or something sure. in the past that, that either you've told it and it's hit him, home, hit him right in the gut mm-hmm. or in the heart, you don't have to have the spouse in the room. They say, nope, i got to do this because it's the right thing to do to take care of my family. But you do want, in a, in a especially in a transaction that's involving a family need, mm-hmm. I always say let's get both decision makers at the table because that takes that – off the table. If you got if I say, "Hey Bradley, let's what we're going to do for you today." And you say, "Well, I appreciate you giving me that information, Jay, but I'm going to go home and discuss it with my wife." Mm-hmm. Now you've just stalled. Mm-hmm. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? If your wife is sitting right next to you, you don't have that stall right. in your in your arsenal. Right. Um, if it's really meaningful to you and you want the plan implemented, I've got the decision makers right there. When you make the long-term sale, long-term disability sale there's one group I, i'm sorry no 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 long-term care okay long-term we care. can go My to the disability we can go to the no, disability no, 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 side. No, all right no, so no. long-term care it used to be think people would start talking about or thinking about that when they were hitting that retirement age exactly. 65 67 you know right baby we we might want to get some of that long-term care and it was well 800 a month yeah it's expensive yeah. you know why it's expensive nobody drops it Right, 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 right. Nobody yeah. drops it. They're paying a claim. For, and you use it. Uh, yeah, it, they're going on claim. If you look at the statistics, it's over 70% of people over the age of 65 are going to need some form of long-term care. So that used to be 65, 67. Let's think about it. 10 years ago, when I was 10 years in the business, I was 32 years old. We were starting to see that go below age 60. Right. 58, 59. Mm-hmm. Hey, retirement red zone. That's what we call the retirement red mm-hmm. zone. We're five years out. Five years out from pulling that retirement chain, we ought to think about protecting our lifestyle and our assets and the stuff we want to leave to our kids and our grandkids because the biggest impact financially on a portfolio that you want to leave to your kids is having a long-term care situation that depletes all your assets. And the people that are in that 55 to 60 category quite possibly just got through taking care of a mama or daddy that didn't have it. And so they're like, you know what? I'm not I'm not going to do that. We're not doing that. So that was 10 years ago we started seeing it creep below 60. I'm now we I was party to a transaction with a successful business owner and he is 46 years old mm-hmm. and he has set up his long-term care plan and he is done. 
Awesome. He he said, this is something that happens to me. I've got a plan in place. Right. 46 years old. Just ballpark figure here for a 46-year-old, and I know this, please, this is not concrete, but what, are you, what, what is a 46? I'm 47. What's a 46-year-old looking like? In terms of monthly premium on something like that, we're looking at. Well, there's. I want to tell you that there's three different solutions. But if I'm looking at a traditional long-term care product right. for somebody under the age of fifty, we're looking at less than four hundred dollars a month. Okay, three to four hundred dollars a month on a mm-hmm. plan mm-hmm. that's going to give him a six-year benefit period with a bucket of money he can right. draw off on roughly right. $5,000 a month for anywhere from five to six years. Mm-hmm. Once that bucket of money is exhausted, he then transfers to over to his regular assets and pays those bills. Right. The reason you look at a five to six year benefit period is because the average length of stay is four in a nursing home. Right. So we're going to go set up a, a plan for somebody in their you know, 45, 50, 55 years old. We're looking at a, a standalone type of contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about five hundred bucks a month, four to five hundred dollars a month. Okay. That's a standalone. That's mm-hmm. just like you guys selling homeowners or car insurance policy. Right. You don't you don't use it to or you don't uh, get to benefit from it unless you file a claim. I think you're about to bring up what I, my next question. A standalone long term care insurance policy is a use it or lose it benefit. Correct. If a, you do not have a claim, you are paying a premium, and that's just a risk that you're covering. Right. If you die in a car wreck, then that money's just gone. So the industry about 20 years ago came up with one more solution, and then they added another one about 10 years ago, asset-based long-term care. I've got this asset, this portfolio of money, this real estate, this annuity. I can take a chunk of that asset, and I can single premium deposit it into this long-term care plan, and it's going to take my $1 and leverage it to three to five times. Now I've got a big old pot of money that I can use, and I can throw a rider on that asset-based plan that's going to give me lifetime benefit, So, and I can do that for me and my spouse. That is an asset-based long-term care plan, joint life with continuation of benefits rider, and is the hottest product on the market right now. That's where I was going. What are your thoughts on the the life insurance product that has the long-term care rider attached to it. So that one I just described is the asset based. I'm going to put this deposit of money in it. And Mm -hmm. if I don't, if I never use it, I've got, I can, I can get my money back. Sure. Nobody ever turns it in to get the money back, but they can. Right. Or I can use it as an equity component. If Mm -hmm. I just need a little draw off of it, like cash value life insurance, that's what I can do. We never use it for long-term care and both of us die. Both, both husband and wife die. Then it generates a very small death benefit, a little bit more than what you put in. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go to the one you just brought up, traditional life insurance, mm-hmm. uh, a universal life right. product. And I need that because I want to leave a legacy, or I still have a large mortgage on my home, mm-hmm. or I have still have a business line of credit or a business loan that I want to protect. Mm-hmm. You can throw in a large life insurance policy and, oh, by the way, add a rider to it right. that gets me a draw off of it for long-term care or right. critical illness. Right. So there's your three solutions, mm-hmm. standalone LTC, asset-based, mm-hmm. and life with a rider. Right. You got it? Yep. All right. Now, I get brought in all the time. Which one's the best? Which one's the best? Right, right. I don't know. And I guess it's circumstantial. It is always circumstantial. Yeah. A phone call this morning with a female agent here in Mobile. She was like, can you come to this meeting with me? I said, of course I can. And I gave her the open schedule. I said, tell them we need 30 minutes. I'm going to explain the options just like I explained to you guys here today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see which one floats their boat, right. which one fits them. Not everybody's got that single premium they can mm-hmm. throw in it. Some people don't have a need for a large life policy anymore. And so standalone might be a good fit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we'll just have a discussion. 
But it goes back to ask questions, mm-hmm. create that connection, ask the right questions, and you're going to lead yourself down the path of, well, this solution may be the best one mm-hmm. for you. Let's talk a little bit about prospecting. I know we're going to get into some some other things relative to this, but I know I, I was half listening before we got on the podcast. The two of you were discussing prospecting. And I think it, prospecting is probably the single biggest catalyst in life insurance sales and financial services is the person who's the best prospector is going to have the most sales, right? Absolutely. Well, you can be in this business one day, one year, five years, or 20 years, and one of the top three things that any agent's going to tell you is one of my challenges is prospecting. Right. Get me in front of people. If you can get me in front of people, if you can help me navigate those waters, mm-hmm. then I will be successful because I'm using the tools of the trade, telling the stories. I know my product. I know my shit. Right. Yeah. Just get me in front of people. Just right. like the lady this morning. That, yeah. That, you know, like she had accomplished 95% of the battle, right? Right. She had the con- she had the connection. She just needed the person to br- be uh, brought in to give her the Solution. information, yeah. the solutions. Correct. Yeah. So prospecting is a big thing. It doesn't matter who you are, how long you've been in the business. The most valuable thing that you can have is names that you can call and reach out to. One of the solutions that I have found uh, is very good. And a lot of people have a CRM. A lot of people have a database. Management system. They have a great management system. You guys are teamed up with some of the, the top ones in the PNC industry. Whoop, whoop. There is a cloud-based system that I have found that's been developed by a firm out of, called Mindfulware out of Montgomery, Alabama. Woo-wee! Daniel Joy of Mindfulware has been in the business for 30 years, and he said, you know, I have found that if you gamify to some degree the prospecting efforts of the individual or the team or the agency, and you give make it an easy entry system, mm-hmm. then you're getting yourself a nice, fun way to manage seeing people. If you're an agency manager, you can see the reports. What's cool about this is it tells you what you're strong at and what you're weak at. You can say, I can make all the sales activity appointments up, and but I'm not really good at sales. This right. system will tell you. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're if you're not really good at, at setting up the appointments, but you have a 100% close rate, this system will tell you. Right, right. Um, so it's it all starts with accountability. And we found this. I have found Sales Up Coach and the platform. Again, it's a cloud-based platform designed to support daily activities of any sales person or sales team. It just so happens we have... Focus it on the financial services yep. industry, so, and and I, and I use it in my agency. We only do PNC. We don't right. do life, life, in, in, any of that. We refer all that out to guys like Jay and my wife. And I'm huge on activity. I don't look at my producer sales in mm-hmm. the first three to five months they work they work with me. I look at their activity, mm-hmm. and it's a really, really, really good tool we've implemented in the last in the last month or so. I mean, it's a really, really good tool to track that activity because it gives you so many points for a contact, so many points for an appointment, so many points for presentation, and so many points for sale. And not only that, the team actually fell in love with it. I have uh, one lady that works with me named Carolyn, and, and she's super competitive, and she likes making sure when you know she can pull a report that says you know where she's at in the office. She wants to make sure she's the top, you know, in terms of points. And right. the other thing that that Daniel's done for us is you know, everybody listening to this podcast knows we're big on now certs. It's a management system. It's the only management system for PNC and Life and Health that has an open API so you can literally connect it to everything. We're in the process of working on a direct integration or at least a Zapier integration with SalesUp and NowCerts. The way it works in our agency, a person comes to us Mm -hmm. for a quote. The team member 
adds that person into now certs as a prospect. Correct. And then we bridge to the Raider. Mm-hmm. Don't know if I told you we're using a Raider now. We bridge to the Raider. We rate it. And, you know, we either sell the account or we don't. But what happens is, is when we add that client or what's going to happen is when we add that client into now certs as a prospect, it's going to shoot it over to sales up. So they're already in sales up as a contact. Right. The big thing with independent agencies, double entry. Right. So we don't have to do the double entry just to give you a brief rundown of how we're using it. And explain, both of you explain real quick, because it's hard to paint a picture over audio. I know our videographer here, G-Torch, is actually recording this. But explain how it, and I've seen this, but it's, it's sometimes it's hard to explain things over audio. So, guys, what we're talking about here, and I've seen this firsthand. They showed me the system when, when Jay got in here. The way this thing, it's it, it. you can almost play it like a video game. Not in that, you know, you've got people moving around and things like that, but it's color-coded, and it clearly shows, like, your number of, of touches, your your activity, your number of sales, those types of things. So it it's an easy way. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. So top top is contact. You get one point for that, two points for appointment, three points for fact finder, five points for presentation, and ten points for a sale. And I can see it, and especially in the PNC world, it's been a great opportunity for you to get all of your people engaged in competing you know, on a monthly basis on who we got that's going to come up with the most points this month. That's and, right. And then as a sales manager or an agency owner, again, and you mentioned it earlier, you can see where people are, are maybe doing better in certain areas than others. You can. And what's really cool, Scott, is you then they can give you the disposition of the mm-hmm. sale. Mm-hmm. So as an agency manager, you can sit down with that person after a month or 90 days or six months and have an evaluation with them and say, look, here, this is what you're really good at, right. what we have found. Uh, but let's look, let's look at your appointments you set and right. what the result of those appointments is. Because right. you actually, when you click on appointment, you're getting your two points. Right. But if you didn't make a sale in that appointment, that's no big deal. Right. right. I mean, it happens. You're not, right. you don't make a sale all the time. Right. If you didn't, you're actually plugging in the reason. Mm. Politics. My right. brother is in the business. Right. Sorry, I can't buy from you. Now's not a good time. Whatever the reason, if they did make the sale, what was the reason they actually made the sale? Right. Was it the presentation, the concept of the product? So it's a neat way for you to track and manage your agency field. And force. here's the thing on that note, and we'll wrap up, is okay. data is so important. We just got through talking and, about that. And having, but I'm saying having yeah. the, you know, two years from now, three years from now, five years from now, having that 30,000 foot view of this is how many brother-in-law problems we had. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. Is is just I mean, literally like I wanna know things about my clients down to are they an Auburn or Alabama fan? Absolutely. I wanna know I wanna know where the, what school they went to, I wanna know what their favorite restaurant is. So that just really allows you to do that. So Sales Up Coach is the platform, cloud based, mobile device friendly, any device really. Uh, salesupcoach.com. If there's a sample video out there, you'll see my ugly mug on there promoting it because I'm a big fan of it. Um, and then I think you guys, you know, you're, you're playing around with it, having fun with it yep. at your agency, yep. Bradley. And, and we've got a deal for for everybody out there. They'll go to salesupcoach.com backslash insurance guys. We will, uh, Is it we, backslash or forward for, slash? Whatever. Let's just call it slash. Yeah. We'll insurance, figure it out. Our salesupcoach.com forward slash insurance guys. If you want more information on this, feel free to reach out to me or Scott will, or Jay. We will be happy to talk to you about that. Um, I've got one statement and one question before we yeah. wrap this up. Here's my statement. Has anyone ever told you you look and sound 
like Dabo Sweeney. No, but I, that's almost blasphemous because I'm a big old Roll Tide fan. But I do love Dabo. Oh, Dabo's Dabo's. I love Dabo. I don't know if he'll end up. But nobody's ever mentioned Dabo. I've I've gotten. Um, I think you look and sound a lot like you, man. I think you do. I really do. I think it's the color of the shirt today. I, maybe, maybe. Second <laughs> and you're thing, in an orange room. Second thing, second thing, second. This is a question, guys. You need to write. Should, this. I should post a selfie with him right now and say, "Hey, I had I had a podcast with Dabo, Dabo today." Yeah. And see how many people believe a- it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so the, here's the last question of the day, guys. Write this shit down. I want you to give the best piece of advice you've ever learned from all of the mentors that you've had over the last 20 years that you can today pass along to all these life and financial services people that are out there to help them sell more in what they do. The biggest thing I can tell you, and I live this every day, is I give of my time, energy, and talent so that I – can can make more connections and establish more relationships with people. If you went through my bio and read everything that I'm a part of, you'll see, golly, what is, does he have time to Jay do Wright. the stuff that he's Jay doing? Jay is the president of everything. Right, right. <laughs> so four or five different associations or organizations, all related to my business. Mm-hmm. Church, involved in the church activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of different charitable organizations that I'm passionate about. I serve and I give of my time and my energy and my effort and talent because that's going to help me meet new people. Right. And right. when I meet those new people, I might not do business with them immediately, but some way, shape, or form, I'm going to find a way to get some business with them, help them, help their friends, help right. their family. It right. does not matter, but relationship-driven person, people, need to understand you've got to get out and be a part of the community. Right. You got to be the sponsor on the baseball team. Right. right. You got to go and work the barbecue lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to get up at the pulpit and give the talk on, on it's time to, you know, tithe and right. offerings. Right. And then you got to find a couple of organizations that are tied to the business that you can give and, and bring people into your network. Right. Well, guys, that's a great place to stop. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, we, I have been asked, Bradley's been asked to have different people on here to talk about financial services. Um, I think if you just go out and do what Jay just talked about, you'll be light years ahead of where you are today. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and close this thing guy, down, guys. Listen to me. Rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out there. Take what you learned today. Go out into the big bad world and make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kids, for your parents who are struggling. Go give of your time. Go give of of yourself and just help people without any expectation in return. And I can promise you, a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, you will have more business than you did today when you listen to this podcast. So with that said, guys, write good business for the agencies that you represent. Write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jay. Jay, Jay I love you too, brother. been great to be with you. Love hey. you both. Listen to you all the time, man. Well, I appreciate that. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll be back. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at saralandinsurance.com. 
Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. 